Hello, hello and welcome to episode three of the Coffee and Compounds podcast with me, Paul Andrews, and the wonderful Summer. Hello and welcome. How are you doing? You right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yep, coffee in hand. Um, what have you got? The milk is softer very well. I've actually got a latte, which is actually resembling more of a latte than my usual attempt, so... Excellent. Yeah, I've I'm got, in a good place. Uh, I am drinking the Taylor's Christmas blend, and I can tell you the day I opened it was the most festive I've been for a while. It was amazing. Oh, gosh. I need to try that. We've just gone for, basically, we, we've been going around coffee shops that we love, seeing what coffee they use, and then ordering that so you can just enjoy the experience whenever. Yeah. Um, it's a good way good. to go. It's a good way to go. It's yeah. becoming a bit of a coffee snob and only like, only like an independent coffee shop. is It's ruined pretty much every chain coffee shop that there is um, uh-huh. because their coffee is, is shit in comparison. Um, I know. But it's got to be done. And I, and I like doing what you do, getting the old beans in and having it at home because it's like, it's like a treat without a treat. It's good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, yeah, the big like mainstream coffee brands now, like the coffee just tastes really bland. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, the the little independent ones, like they're slightly more expensive usually, but I am much more happy um, supporting them. So, that is my coffee rant over for today. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it was it's a good one, and it's one that needs to be had. I think support yeah. local proper coffee shops and not the big chains that churn out shit quality coffee basically but so today's episode is not just going to be about coffee as much as we could probably fill an hour (laughs) just talking about coffee uh not that we've got caffeine addictions or anything like that but um today's episode is actually uh very well timed in that it's christmas on friday and ordinarily it's the time of year where people adopt the fuck it it's Christmas mentality from normally just after Halloween um and they normally give themselves a good like eight eight weeks plus of uh eating like a complete swat uh on the basis that it's Christmas so we're going to tackle how to navigate the festive period without eating like an arsehole uh we're going to cover off the concept of the fuck it mentality and our own experiences and I think we're probably going to touch upon and try and get balls deep in if we can the new year new me craze and how to approach next <laughs> year without being a dick about it and hopefully give you some insights to how not only can you get results next year but how you can hold on to them beyond february um which i appreciate is where most people struggle so i think that's where we're gonna we're gonna start with and what we're gonna focus on um for me, I think Christmas is always a, I always look forward to Christmas from a food perspective. And I think the trouble, the trouble is I'm quite used to being mindful of what I'm eating with the exception of last year when I was on prep and I had to be like super strict and Christmas was my only day off that I had between October and March. Um, aside from two cheat meals, um, I'm normally pretty good at being quite relaxed with regards to Christmas, but I think it's because I appreciate it's a two day thing. And then once I've got past boxing day, I'm back into a routine of sorts and I start doing things a little bit more normally. 
Whereas I think a lot of people, particularly if you have the time off between Christmas and New Year, adopt the mindset that they've got from pretty much Christmas Eve right the way through until probably New Year's Day. Yeah, 2nd of January, because New Year's Day is a write-off, to to do whatever they want. Um, And I, I think there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but people then create quite a lot of shame, quite a lot of guilt with it, where they, they then reflect and they step on the scales a couple of days after Christmas, or oh, put on so much weight and think that, that that means that they've put on body fat and don't necessarily understand some of the mechanics as to what it takes to put on a pound of, of fat um, and allow themselves to fall into a habit where they're, they're basically sabotaging their their mindset more than anything but also um probably just a give giving themselves the green light to not just eat like a dickhead for christmas day and boxing day or even that like two-week period including new year but normally start the process in like november um with the whole fuck it it's christmas and i think we've all been there and we've all overindulged this time of year it's normally colder and the weather's a bit shit and you do comfy a little bit but it shouldn't necessarily be a reason or an excuse to throw in the towel on the things you need to do so i figure if we talk about perhaps some of our own experiences both the good the bad and in my case probably the the ugly from when i got fat (laughs) we can perhaps start to delve into some of the, the perhaps some of the reasons psychologically why people fall into these traps but also ways that you can manage the process a little bit easier not to feel like you're having to cut back and, and be mindful and, uh, and and ways to lessen the impact I guess uh, would be quite good so what's your what's your norm what, what's Christmas like for you normally what's what's your normal plan yeah so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's changed a lot over the years. I think um, in my younger years, it was a real case of I would try and be so restrictive over Christmas. So I can kind of give you this um, input from from both ends, from the absolutely overindulging and the absolutely avoiding even looking at the top of Quality Street because I knew if I did, that'd be the whole thing gone. Um, and that's where that's where my journey kind of started was I used to absolutely dread Christmas because even if I was on plan or I was making progress, I knew that I did not have the self-control to do two days of, of mindful eating. It was just going to be a binge central and I would wake up the day after Boxing Day and be like, fuck my life. I've just ruined everything. Um, and then proceed to take January like super restrictive um, to try and get back on track as such. Um, so that was kind of one way where I think, especially again, when I started prepping, um, that landed over Christmas. I think it was maybe two or three years ago and on Christmas day, all my family around having, you know, drinks, food. And I took myself off to pure gym to go on the stepper because I had just eaten a Christmas dinner. (laughs) Like I look back now and think, it's quite sad that I missed out on a year with my family, especially this year now, not being able to spend time with them like I did. I spent all that time faffing about, worrying about something that actually has made no real difference to my physique than it has the last few years where I've been just eating normally as such. So the way that I go for Christmas now is 
just going with I mean again like you I'm a little bit more mindful about my food in general just I have a pretty good understanding of like what my limits are and like how I'll react to something so I wouldn't I wouldn't crack open like a tub of something to myself because I know that it would be gone so therefore I don't put myself in that situation I would just say oh just have a little bit of that instead um but definitely I think last year and this year I just I literally just ate until I was full I didn't feel the need to binge out because I knew that I wasn't going to miss out on anything whereas years before I think I thought, right, come January 1st, I'm not going to have any food I enjoy. So I need to spend the next seven days eating every single food that I enjoy because I'm not going to eat them again for a month or for two months. Um, so I would say when you're approaching Christmas this year, don't go in with the mentality that off the back of it, you're going to go on a super restrictive phase, cut out everything you enjoy and miss out on life because it will just lead to you wanting to binge um, over Christmas Day and Boxing Day, which is something that I fell into the trap of doing. I think because you've got the mentality of getting your shit together on January 1st or for New Year's, it kind of gives you an excuse to write off the rest of the year that you're in. Um, And when, when you realize that your body, your physiology, your anatomy doesn't work on a year to year basis, like you can kind of get that idea out your head and be like, do you know what actually, two days of enjoying myself doesn't mean that I'm going to have to go crazy restrictive for a month. Um, but it's all about kind of, uh, gaining the knowledge to manage your own like diet, your own nutrition. Again, I'm a little bit touching on like intuitive eating, I suppose, where you can just eat until you're full and there's no emotion attached to, to eating or anything like that um which is the point where i'd say i stand but i think you can give your your view yeah definitely i think part of the the part of the issue that people have and the reason why perhaps they're uh that they're very all or nothing with christmas and they take as i said as i said at the start people seem to adopt the like the fuck it is christmas from very early november and it runs right right the way through until new year's eve is because there is a distinct lack of accurate information out there in terms of how to lead a healthy lifestyle, people still seem to think that they can't have the majority of food that they like and still work towards their goals. So it then creates this notion of, ah, it's Christmas, I'm going to have it. So people sort of buy into the narrative of, oh, I shouldn't be having this, but I am, so I'm going to make the most of it. And before you know it, what what could just be two days of overindulging becomes two months. But if people actually understood the bare mechanics of energy balance and thermodynamics and the fact that if you manage your calories in versus your calories out, you can pretty much eat whatever you want as long as the majority of the time your calories fall in line with where they need to be. So if people do want to lose weight and they're approaching Christmas and they feel worried they might have to say no to something, actually, no, you don't what you need to do is make sure that other periods where you are going to overindulge and, and obviously this year has been a bit different with all the lockdowns and stuff people haven't been able to go out there's not been the same christmas markets and the constant temptation for all of the like the the sweets and the food and that that kind of comes with the the christmas period and all the drink and that kind of stuff but yeah. if we're looking at it hopefully like next year it's, it's 
feels weird saying hopefully next year we'll be back to next. <laughs> I would I would bloody hope we are by next year. But if you know that on a Friday night, for example, you're going to go into town, you're going to go to a Christmas market, you're going to eat all the food that's there, you're going to have a few drinks, you're going to have some mulled wine and have a, have a good time with, like, with your mates and stuff, you can still do that if you're trying to drop body fat. Like you can still manage that process and you can still have those nights out. I mean, when I first started trying to lose body fat because I, I just allowed myself to become complacent with what I was eating and how I was training and just got fat uh, because of injuries and I was hashtag bulking. Um, I, to begin with, just started tracking my calories. I wasn't really paying too much attention to my actual protein intake. I was training three days a week. Um, I just did it consistently for six months and I dropped like 13 kilos. And when I look back at like the, the weekly breakdowns in my fitness pal from that period of time, every single week I'd have at least two days where I went over nearly every single week. I would have had at least one takeaway. I had weekends where I mean, one of the best weekends that I had was a mate's birthday. We went out for quiet drinks on the Friday night cause it was his, his stag do on the Saturday and the quiet drinks on the Friday night turned into me getting shit-faced and ending the night with a Maccas. And then obviously on a stag do the next day, I think in those two days alone, I went about 4,000 calories over my target on the Friday. And I went like 7,000 calories over on the Saturday. But I still got, after six months, dropped like 13 kilos because that's an exception to the rule. And I think people need to be educated that actually when you approach this time of year, that if you want to just go all in and you just want to have whatever you want, you can get away with doing that, providing you're disciplined enough that once Christmas Day, Boxing Day is out of the way, that you don't allow it to roll into the days in between New Year and you don't allow it to become the, the approach of... The norm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's November now, it's nearly Christmas. I'm just going to start eating whatever I want. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have cheese for breakfast. <laughs> along with Like... Yeah, it's great on Christmas Day waking up and, fit and being like, oh, it's, it's 8 a.m. I'm going to have some pastry. I'm going to have some cheese, some chocolate, and I'm going to drink alcohol with my breakfast. I'm doing it yeah. for 9 a.m. Like, that's fine. It's Christmas. Enjoy it. Absolutely. But to start that kind of mindset in November is a, is a bit fucking mental. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Like if you started doing that for your birthday, if you were like, Oh, in two months time, it's my birthday. So I'm just going to start drinking every day. People were like, I think you've got a problem. Um, so I don't know what is different about Christmas and the fact that it's just two days that makes people act so differently. Um, but again, I think part of it plays into that narrative of there's, there's not a lot of information out there or accurate information about how to manage your calorie intake. So people feel the need to go, either all in that either on a diet or off a diet they're either restricting everything they eat or nothing that they eat and and there's not a lot of people like us who are trying to help break it down and say actually you can have the stuff that you like as long as you're eating within your means it's like so with your finances you can enjoy and you can go and buy nice stuff and you can have fancy cars and like nice watches and all the stuff that comes with it as long as you're able to live within your means the majority of the time people typically don't tend to go and buy a really expensive car and a really expensive watch every week and every month, but you might buy an expensive car every few years, or you might get yourself an expensive watch every six months or something, but you, you wouldn't go and spend that level of money 
regularly and, and your food is the same. You can have these periods where you indulge as long as it's not all the time. And I think the part of the reason why this year I'm, I'm looking forward to Christmas a bit more is last year I was on prep. So Christmas for me last year was a really weird scenario. I've always enjoyed Christmas. I've never thought about my calories whilst it's Christmas. I, I just go in and I just eat and I just have whatever I want. Normally I don't get to drink as much as I like because I tend to have to drive around all over the place to see all family. So this year is the first year I'll be drinking from breakfast. Um, and I'm doing it. <laughs> but last year it was really weird because I was on prep. So as much as I had the day off, the entire time I was thinking about the next day and the fact that I had to be up at stupid o'clock to be in the gym and all of the challenges that come with the fact that I've got a very strict plan to follow and that it was just one day off. Um, so this year I'm quite looking forward to the fact that, you know, fuck it, it's Christmas. Um, but not in the sense of I adopted that approach in November. Uh, because to me, there's no sense. The whole fuck it mentality, and I'd love to get your perspective as well on this summer. But my view of the fuck it mentality is that it's possibly the most mentally unstable approach to eating if you apply that mentality to any other aspect in life. So the, 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 and what I mean by that is the fuck it mentality when it comes to food is you've done one thing you, should, you feel that you shouldn't have done. And instead of being like, oh, that's okay. I'll just move on and forget about it. You just do what you just did over and over and over for an entire day or a week or a month because you've, you did one thing you shouldn't. And the example I always give with the bucket mentality to explain just how insane it is, is if you go into the kitchen and you go into the cupboard and you're getting a glass out and you drop it and it smashes on the floor, everybody, I would hope, would react pretty much the same to that situation. You'd probably be like, fuck's sake. And then you'd clean it up and you'd get another glass out and you'd go about your day. Whereas if you apply the, like our dieting approach of the fuck it mentality to that scenario, what you'd actually do is you'd go, I've just broken a glass. I'll tell you what, I'll break all the glasses. <laughs> I just can't get my head around. Why it, we can all sit there and go, yeah, but that would be, that would be, that would be ridiculous. You'd, be, you'd have to be insane to react like that. Yet so many people react just like that when it comes to their food. Um, but again, I think part of it is this notion as a touch of one that we, we don't educate enough on energy balance and managing your calorie intake and viewing your calories more in line with the way that you would view things like your finances and trying to make it balance for what you want mm -hmm. to achieve. And people are conditioned by social media and by, the media in general, things they see on TV, documentaries, what people talk about, magazines, that kind of stuff, to believe that dieting is all or nothing and you're either on a diet and it's really restrictive and shit or you're off one. And, and I think there needs to be more done for people to understand that in life you can eat, you can eat a lot of stuff that is possibly labelled as bad and unhealthy without actually getting fat like to, to gain a pound of fat you would need to consistently be eating like five thousand calories more than maintenance that's a lot of calories considering most people's maintenance is probably to put, again obviously it's a slight sweeping generalization but most people's maintenance if they're training like say three times a week is going to be above two thousand calories so if you've then got to have three and a half thousand calories above that consistently to add a pound of fat um that's a lot of calories a lot <laughs> And, and 
I think this is the kind of stuff that needs to be spoken about more so that people can eat a little bit more freely and they can appreciate that. Yeah. All right. I, if I eat this stuff, it's, you know, it's going to take me over my calories, but as long as it's just today, it's not the end of the world. Um, one of the things that I've told my clients, and again, I'd like, I'd like to get your sort of viewpoint on this. I've told all my clients to obviously enjoy Christmas. And I've specifically said to them that none of them should weigh themselves after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year. Because what we tend to do is people go and eat a fuckload of food, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, maybe the couple of days in between, massively binge all the time. And it's relatively high calorie stuff, like all cooked in different fats and, and everything, lots of pastry goods, lots of alcohol. And then people go and step on the scales on like the 27th. They're like, oh my God, I've gained half a stone. No, you haven't. You've got a fuckload more food in your system. You're probably dehydrated because you've been drinking more alcohol. So your body's clinging onto water. Like it's not fat. Go and drink a big coffee, have some prunes, take a laxative, come back in 20 minutes. And I guarantee most of that weight is gone. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's one of the things that I've said with all my clients is if you're going to go all out at Christmas, I fully endorse it. Don't track your food over Christmas if you don't want to. Like Enjoy it, be with your family, be in the moment. But also, if you're going to do that, don't make yourself feel shit by stepping on the scales after two days of eating like that and be and being like, oh my God, I've gone backwards. Like Just get back on track as soon, like 27th, back to eating your normal amount of calories, back to having a, a more balanced diet, back to exercising. And if you can do that, it makes the whole process that much easier. And you're far more likely to not, not only come out of Christmas in, in the same kind of condition that you went in, but potentially still making progress by the, by the end of the, the festive period. And starting January, when it's like hashtag new year, new me, you'll be starting January well ahead of schedule, as opposed to just taking the last two months of the year off, eating like a complete bell end and get into January and being like, oh my God, I've completely fucked up. I feel like a right prick. What do I do? Oh, some cunt on the internet's told me that if I cut out every single carb, uh, I'll, I'll lose two stone in three weeks. I'll do that. No. So yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> right over. over to you. You, you talk. <laughs> no, no, I, I literally love that. I think um, I liked what you said with, like specifically the fuck it mentality is something that is super hard to get your head around. And I think all of us know that it's not the right approach, but obviously because you're the only person that knows about it or about how you react to it, it's almost like allowed. And it's a very like taboo subject. I don't think anyone really talks about it enough. I think the reason why we have it is because diets are looked at as like pass or fail. So, diets are like so most diets are so strict that it's either like you fuck up once you've failed and it's not the case and I think when people start adapting it adopting a diet that can be adapted and that can change so if you're going out for dinner you know that okay I might go 300 calories over but do you know what I can just deduct 150 calories off my next two days and then I'm back to where I was anyway like it's just simple maths and I think don't get me wrong it's really um I suppose it's almost like sociably acceptable for diets to be like really complex and really complicated and involve cutting out x y z this that but like the fun is so simple but like, it really is so simple like take your calories if you normally overeat on a Friday and Saturday night for example this isn't even just limited to Christmas then work out your weekly calories 
start counting on a Friday, if you go fucking mental on Friday and Saturday night, that's fine. But then you're going to be on poverty calories Monday to Friday the next week. But that, that, that's it, you know, you, and then what will happen is as you get more used to that, um, you'll start being more mindful on your Friday and Saturday nights because you'll be like, shit, I don't want to have no calories left for the rest of the week. Um, and it kind of encourages you to, to have a more flexible approach when it comes to eating. And I think obviously a lot of, a lot of companies, a lot of people make a lot of money off, uh, perhaps not telling the full truth to people when it comes to dieting. And I think if people were, were just educated about a calorie deficit and about the fact that there is no need to cut anything out, then the world would be in a lot better place when it comes to things like Christmas, like New Year, because you'd understand that your actions of two days aren't going to make you fat. But likewise, if you stick to a really strict diet for two days, you're not going to get crazy results. It's the same thing. And I think we've massively underestimated the power of consistency um, as a whole. I think that, you know, a lot of the population have where, you know, they struggle to stay consistent with anything. And that really, that really is like the absolute key to just maintaining your progress or even getting progress in the first place. It's just, you know, if you hit your calories 80% of the time, 90 percent of the time whatever like consistently you're still going to be on the right path it's going to allow for slip-ups it's going to allow you know 80 percent isn't even a huge number you know like that's allowing 20 percent of your time that you can enjoy whatever the like whatever you want don't worry about calories um but people just want that that one solution you know like they want it to be super um i don't know like trendy maybe um, yeah i, th- I think not I think that the, the issue you've got is it's very un, unsexy, if you like, mm. to say to somebody, track your calories yeah. in the deficit. People, people want to feel like they're having to make substantial change. And that's, again, it's, it's driven by like, <laughs> everything's all about like the easiest way to drop body fat, the best belly fat burning exercises, yeah. diet for X, Y, Z. And it's, and people ultimately they want significant results in the shortest period of time. In order to do that, you need to go to extremes, which then mean it's not sustainable. So you can't hold on to it, but it's created a conception and a belief in people that if you want to lose fat, that you have to go to the extremes, that that's the only option. (laughs) Then when you've got people like us who are like, well, actually, no, just don't eat like a twat, move a little bit more and make sure that you're burning more calories than you eat. People are like, oh, no, it's got to be harder than that. Sure. Yeah, well, no, that's not going to work. The, the only difference is, is the way that we approach it is, is that we, you know, we're not trying to get you incredible results where you've dropped three stone in 21 days. What we're trying to do is actually help you create a lifestyle that you can enjoy and stick to long term. That doesn't feel like you're on a diet. That doesn't feel like you're having to avoid anything that still enables you to become healthier, happier, fitter, leaner and in better shape and i think yeah that because obviously our, tra- our the trade-off of how we work is is the time factor like yeah we're not delivering results in a really short space of time we're we're, we're looking at the bigger picture the long term people instantly discredit the the effectiveness 
and, and how much of a life you can actually lead and still get results. Um, because all they hear elsewhere from whether it's on TV, social media, or when they're going to Holland and Barrett or wherever, all these places that are labeled as being like big health companies and all these influences and, and everything that are supposed to be promoting the pinnacle of health. All they hear is like basically a load of quick fixes. And I think I spoke yeah. about the last, um, uh, on the last podcast that we did in terms of diet culture in general and, and, and that if you're not addressing the underlying fact, you're basically trying to put a plaster on an ax wound. It's, it's that whole diet culture that plays into the narrative of why people think that as soon as it's November the 1st, that they can just start eating whatever the fuck they want because fuck it, it's Christmas. And it's like, no, you, you can probably eat most of the stuff that you're going to have in that six or eight week period. But if you balance that with still being active and still 90% of the time or 80% of the time eating as you know you should, A, you'll be able to enjoy that food a lot more and B, you won't end up three stone heavier by the end of Christmas. And it's never by the end of Christmas that people have put on a couple of stone. It's, it's the fact that they started eating like a twat in, in November. And mm-hmm. it's like you basically just allowed yourself to well, literally, as I said, to eat like a twat for two months. Yeah. And again, like, yeah, it's just, it's just that narrative of you're either on a diet or off a diet. And it's, and, and mm-hmm. I think we need to appreciate actually, you know, we, we all have a diet. It's just, it's what we eat. It's yeah. a good diet or a bad diet. And what I mean by that is not so much the, the food as such that you eat, but it's more about the amount of calories that you have in line with what you're looking to achieve. If you are wanting mm-hmm. to be fat because you are overweight or obese, um, and you're not tracking your calories, then you have a bad diet purely in the, in the sense that you're eating too many calories for the amount you move. Um, whereas if you're, and equally on the flip side, if you're eating drastically too many calories under what you need to be eating, again, your diet is bad because you're not giving your body enough of what it needs. Um, so what people need to try and achieve is getting that balance right of, of putting the right amount of food in their mouth in comparison to how much they spend on their ass. Basically, if you're, if you're never sat down, you're always on the go. You're going to need to probably eat a little bit more than someone who is very sedentary and sits down 90% of the time. Definitely. And I, yeah, I think over the, like over the Christmas period, particularly, I know you mentioned like what you've um, advised with your clients. And to be fair, mine's quite similar in the fact that, you know, I've said to them, don't like don't stress out about it don't worry about tracking but the one thing that I am going to be on your back about is when it comes to Sunday the 27th that we're, we're back to some sort of normality you know I don't want it stretching into a week of overeating or a, a month of overeating it's yeah. literally it's two days enjoy it with your family you know um, a lot of them are at home with their family um, rather than being at uni so they don't spend that much time together anyway and I said what I wouldn't want you doing is spending that time sat there on my fitness pal, freaking out about how much you've gone over. Like it just doesn't matter. Um, this year more than ever, like we just need to, you know, uh, value the time that we have with our family and just enjoy it. But I've said, you know, that's absolutely fine. Have what you want. But then when it comes to the 27th, like there's no bullshit, there's no excuses. It's we're back on it. And that doesn't mean to say that if you get offered chocolate on the 27th you're not going to take it but just make sure it fits your calories and that's all i can ask yeah. um 
I completely. And it's back to, you know, the like bounce back rate again. It's something that I think I spoke about um, on the previous episode. It's really with the whole like diet culture and and progressing. The the main factor and how successful you're going to be is how quick you can bounce back from overindulging or how how long it takes you to just like get your shit back together and when you can make that window shorter you'll then be able to progress more because you're always going to slip up and it would be ridiculous to assume you weren't going to so i think it's just about the mindset that you approach that slip up with um and and i think again tying into that people just need to appreciate when it comes to the concept of dieting and again i don't really like using the phrase dieting because it's mm-hmm. just um short term and that kind of stuff and, and really people should be trying to live the healthiest life that they can getting the, the most balanced their diets they can but people need to appreciate when you're in a when you're in a calorie deficit whether it's a modest deficit that you're going to adopt for a longer period of time to change your lifestyle whether it's a quick fix extreme fad bullshit at the end of the day, you're never going to be perfect. It's never going to go 100% smooth. And the reason why people give up is because when you're doing the more extreme stuff where it's really restrictive, the minute you fall off the wagon, like that's it, it's game over. Because you have to be so strict to get results. The minute you don't do something once, that's it, you fucked it. Whereas if you take a more progressive approach and you take a more sustainable method in terms of tracking calories and just trying to adhere to a deficit, you 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 learn very quickly. You don't need to be perfect. It's not about what you do each day that counts. It's about what you do consistently over a long period of time. And you can have the odd day or the odd couple of days, or even the odd week or even the odd month where you completely fuck it up for for want of a better word. And you know what, as long as that is a day, a week, a month in isolation as part of a, a three, a six, a nine, a 12 month or longer period of consistency, it's not going to, it's not going to have a massive impact. And, you know, one of the things that I, the conversations I've had with, with uh, some of my clients in the run up to Christmas, I've had people asking me for the last three or four weeks, can I start thinking about Christmas yet? Can I start thinking about Christmas yet? Will I have to track? Will I have to do this? And I'm like, just wait until we get there. Like if you just remain focused on the week that you're in, you're more likely to a stay on track, but also enjoy what you're doing. If you start to try and plan too far into the future, you allow those kind of levels of complacency to, to kick in because the minute you're like, Oh, in, in three weeks time, I'm going to be able to have whatever I want. Well, I may as well just have that now. You know, even moving into this week, I've had clients say to me, Oh, well, if I'm not going to be tracking Friday and Saturday, what's the point in tracking this week? And it's like, well, because you could either have a couple of days of overindulgence that are easy to manage, or you'll end up having a whole fucking week. What's going to be easier to get back on track from a couple of days. So again, the, the, as much as I'm encouraging every one of my guys to just like go all out and enjoy it and make the best of it. Um, you're completely right. It's about giving yourself the best opportunity to, 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 to be able to get back on track afterwards. And I think if people appreciate that they're not going to be perfect in the long term anyway, it takes a lot of the pressure off to do so. But most of it comes down to having a level of discipline to know when enough is enough. And if there's anything that I've learned about people who are overweight or obese who don't have perhaps the best understanding of monitoring their calories, it's that they don't necessarily know 
at what point is the right time to to rein it in and stop otherwise they wouldn't have ended up where they were in the first place and again that's not a, a dig at people that's just that is just a fact at the end of the day if, if you're understanding and your knowledge of tracking calories and managing your calorie intake is poor things like christmas can be a hurdle because you don't necessarily recognize that you might be eating like a dickhead um and perhaps don't have the discipline to be like cool that was great really enjoyed that probably should start paying a bit closer attention now and you just end up rolling into you know three or four weeks of just Food. <laughs> yeah being being a gutty bastard but um but i think actually it probably le- leads quite nicely into look at obviously we've we kind of really dug into the festive period and, and perhaps some of the underlying issues that lead people to think that they're either like all or nothing or they can't they either can't enjoy Christmas if they're working towards their goals or are going to fuck everything up. I think we've kind of got into that and hopefully given people quite a bit of comfort that as long as you're not a twat about it, you can still enjoy Christmas. Um, I think it'd be good to really dig into the, the the time of year that for us PTs is obviously very lucrative, but it's probably my most irritating time of year because yeah. we, get, um, we get all of the really flaky people who have spent probably as I just described the last two months saying, fuck it, it's Christmas. And I've gone and gained a couple of stone um, who are going to come out the woodwork and be like new year, new me and want to drop four or five stone in January. And then when they don't do that, we'll give up and end up in a worse place by the time Easter rolls around. Um, so should we dig into that? Should we tackle the, uh, the new year, new me? <laughs> How might be best to tackle the new year without a being one of those irritating new year new me idiots that goes and buys every bit of Under Armour, fucking Gym Shark and Gym Shark gym wear, <laughs> two hundred quid on supplements and tips yeah. up the gym with no fucking clue, thinking that they can just do an incline walk for twenty minutes and then maybe do five minutes on the bike and five minutes on the cross trainer and five minutes on the rower, go home and assume that that's enough to become a new them whilst also probably doing some form of fucking detox or slimming tea or definitely a 30 day detox (laughs) i I don't know about you but i think i'm gonna put a blanket ban if anybody comes to me in january asking if i can coach them and they mention anything about 30 days or detoxing i might just either charge them double or just not at all (laughs) yeah i think just yeah, we'll point them in a we'll point them in a direction where they can get something to detox with. Um, never, to, never to darken my door again. Yeah, <laughs> do you want some uh, raspberry keystones? No, we can get some. Um, I think no, I think I think it's a great place to start because you know it happens every year. It's, it's inevitable. Um, it's it's textbook. The same thing happens. Um, Especially going into this year, I think it's going to be even worse just because obviously the way that 2020 has been. And I think a lot of people have probably let their fitness antics slide a little bit this year. Understandable with lockdown, you know, I'm not saying that's necessarily um, a fault of their own. But I think a lot of people over the last 12 months will have just thought, okay, 2020 is a write off, but 2021, I'm going to get my shit together. Um, it's frustrating as a coach i think when 
obviously for us in particular, we want to coach people long-term to make changes for the long-term. So you're not doing the same thing next January as well. Um, because that's what's going to happen and and you'll see it. And, um, diet endorsing companies are very clever after the Christmas period. And there will be adverts everywhere about, like we've said, um, Joe Wicks has got a new 30 day fucking book out conveniently before Christmas. So ready mm-hmm. for all the idiots who basically think that they can, they can get a fucking athlete's body by jumping around their living room for 10 minutes and cooking some shitty recipes that he puts in there also whilst i mention him just because it does really irritate me and i just i feel like i need to say this and get it out of my system (laughs) uh lean in 15 is the most irritating thing ever because all of his meals that are supposed to take 15 minutes do not take 15 minutes at all fuck knows who's making them in 15 minutes the katsu curry takes like an hour it's so there's so much that goes into it 15 minutes fucking hell and, and uh, his workouts aren't obviously 15 minutes either. So there's that book in, in general fucks me off. Yeah. yeah. It's done. <laughs> no, I like that. No, I think I can get on board with that. Um, yeah, I think that'll probably be going in some people's stockings this year as well. They'll be like, oh, great. I can throw this in the fucking bin for eight days and then fish it back out on New Year's Day. Yeah. Um, but it, it, yes. you make a really good point like everything at the moment is gearing up because January's come around the corner it's all gearing up for that and it, it used to be eight week and then it was like six week then it was like 30 day it's getting shorter and shorter like if people are advertising like 20 day or 10 day plans and things like that and it's kind of like mm. you're setting people up for ultimately frustration and disappointment and 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 people coming away from trying these things with massive amounts of disillusionment in terms of their ability to get results i've lost yeah. track of the amount of people that i've coached who have come to me because they feel like they're beyond help they feel like they cannot get mm-hmm. when it comes to fat loss and all that is causing them to feel that is the fact that they keep adopting shit method after shit method and they keep going for these rapid quick fixes that they haven't got hope in hell's chance of sticking to them because they can't stick to it they don't get results and then they turn around and go oh it must be me it must be my genetics it must be how i'm made i just can't lose fat no i completely agree let's let's be really realistic about this when people say new year new me the idea is that they need to make drastic changes and completely overhaul every aspect of their life for however long they can stick it out, which is normally probably about three or four weeks. Yeah, max. And what then happens is that in that period, they might get some good results and they're like, oh, I'm doing really, really well. People are like, oh, aren't you doing well this year? You're doing brilliantly. They get to the end of the month. They can't be asked to stick to it because they fucking hate it. They hate life. They're miserable. It's not worth doing, so they give up. And then by March, they're probably back to where they started or worse off. And what I would love people to appreciate is that if you're going to adopt the new year, new me, and you want to make 2021 the year where you get into the best shape of your life, give yourself all of 2021. Don't give yourself Mm -hmm. the first few weeks. Don't give yourself the first 10 days or the first 21 days or the first 30 days to try and do something really, really unsustainable. Give yourself the entire year to be really consistent at doing the things you need to do. 
Yeah. That's, that's my advice. A, a, approach it safe in the knowledge that you haven't got to a point where you feel like you need to lose weight in 20 days or 30 days or even eight weeks or 12 weeks. Like it's been consistent over consuming calories in comparison to the amount you move. So adopt the same approach in reverse. Like you probably weren't going fucking crazy with your calories. You probably weren't sat there going, I'm going to do 10,000 calories a day for six weeks. Oh, look, I've gained three stone. It's probably more been a case of that for two or three years, you were just eating a little bit too much each day. And over that period of time, it built up. So take the same approach to, to trying to lose the body fat. You didn't get there overnight. Don't try and get, get back from there overnight. It's just, it doesn't work like that. Make it a longer term lifestyle check, like change, make small, simple adjustments and you're going to get great results that you're going to be able to actually hang on to. And again, for anyone who has felt like they've gained weight quite quickly in the space of a few months, just to explain why it might be harder to lose fat than it is to gain it. If you were to over consume each day for a week by say 4,000 calories, which could be quite easily done without really realizing, um, if you were to overeat by 4,000 calories, that's like 28,000 calories a week. You're <laughs> over your maintenance by. It's a lot of calories. Whereas realistically, if you're trying to undereat, you're not going to be able to not eat at all. So you're going to still need to take on some calories. So a, probably the most amount of calories you can afford to probably be under by and not, and not die would probably be like 1,000 calories a day under your maintenance, realistically. So that's only 7,000 calories a week under. So if you can overeat by 28,000 calories in a week without really noticing it, but you can only realistically undereat by like 7,000 a week, that's, that explains why it's going to take you a little bit longer to drop body fat than it would be to put it on. The simple fact is, is that you don't want to undereat by that much. You actually want to give yourself a very manageable deficit and approach it from a long-term perspective. And that's what I'm trying to get across to everybody that I'm working with moving into next year. Any new clients that I take on is that this isn't a quick fix. If you work with me, you're working with me to address the underlying issue, which is you don't know enough about your nutrition and you don't know enough about your calorie intake. And I'm going to give you the tools to be able to monitor it, manage it and make adjustments yourself to enjoy the food that you love, but also work towards your goal this isn't drink your own piss for three weeks and fucking snort a fizz stick every hour. Like this is fucking proper coaching and guidance to get you to where you want to be underpinning it with education in terms of helping you become self-sufficient. This isn't a plaster for an ax wean. So, you know, when it comes to new year, new me, I fucking hate it. It's great, obviously, financially from, for me as somebody in the fitness industry that so many people will be going into January wanting to get in better shape and undo all of the, the, the damage that they've done to themselves, probably this year as well, where they've had like big chunks of the year stuck in. Mm-hmm. But my first and only real piece of advice is if, if you are listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, January, I need to hit it and I need to hit it hard is don't be a twat about it. Do not approach this thinking you can fix everything that's gone in the wrong direction in the next three to six weeks. Like this is a lifestyle change that you need to make. You need to look at this as what can you achieve in 2021? Not what can I achieve in the first few weeks? 
And if you can do that, you're going to have a much better chance of, of getting results and keeping hold of them. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Okay, I've, I've, I've done it again. I've gone on a nice big, <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to, no, mine's, mine's similar in the respect that my advice for my girls going into next year. And again, like new people starting with myself is like, don't underestimate the power of just small change. Like people come to me and they're like, right, summer, I'm ready. Um, I want to, I want to be drastic. Like I want to be on the treadmill five days a week. I want to be, I want to be looking three stone lighter by the end of February. And I'm like, okay, like let's calm it down a little bit because, and, and I say this to everyone that I could put you on a dickhead plan with really low calories, loads of cardio, and you'll drop the weight. You'll drop the weight. That's it. You'll feel like shit. You'll probably look flat. And you know, like most women these days, like we all want, fucking huge asses like as whatever you want like that's not the answer and you know some people come to me i'm like right okay let's start off with literally not kidding upping your water intake upping your protein intake and increasing your steps they're like okay yeah but what else well there is nothing else like let's see if you can do that consistently first before i say go and resistance train three times a week or go and do this because when you overwhelm somebody they've got no chance of sticking to it, which I like to what we've said is what these um, kind of like detoxes and diet cultures do is they really overcommit you for a short period of time, but then it makes it impossible to maintain the results that you've got. So, and then what, what also think, happens, sorry to jump in really quickly. But no, you're what, good. what then also happens is it creates an unhealthy dependency on those products because people see that they got results when they were doing it they forget the fact that they hated their life and couldn't fucking stick to it. And then when they realize they've gone backwards and back to square one, they're like, fuck, what do I do? Well, last time I just did fucking Slimming World or a detox tea or whatever it was, fucking boom bod. Oh, I'll just do that again. But it's like, no, that, that's why you haven't kept it. Because what you did last time was so unsustainable and it taught you fuck all. Um, mm -hmm. And that's how they make their money is, is they get people to buy a fuckload of their stuff up front knowing full well they're only going to stick to it short term but because it's so unsustainable they'll see some results quite quickly won't be able to hang on to them and then when they're back in the market to try and lose them again they're like oh well i did lose quite a lot last time um and i think again if that's anyone that you're engaging with to help you get to your goals if, if they're trying to make you do anything that's unsustainable and is offering rapid results i tread really fucking carefully because yeah this isn't this isn't a short-term fix this isn't a you know this this is your your health this is your life this isn't a fucking you know quick five minute thing that you can do no and i think you definitely have to understand like delayed gratification when it comes to the new year i think people massively um, a miss like misinformed about how quick things are going to happen and how soon you're going to see results and again the media is is partially if not mostly to blame for that um, but when you can get comfortable with not seeing the result of your efforts within minutes you'll be in a lot better place to to stick to the plan keep it sustainable so let's say the beginning of january um you've got yourself and your friends so yourself you're going to uh approach the year you're just going to up your steps you're going to train maybe three times a week i'm still going to enjoy your weekends you're going to have a glass of wine here and there but your friend your friend's going on a 30-day detox she's cutting out 
what is she cutting out? She's going to cut out carbs, alcohol, coffee, gluten, wheat, yeah. and and all she's going to drink are fist sticks, as an example. Won't name any names. Um, now, what's going to happen is the first two weeks of January, you're going to be looking at your friend thinking, fuck, she's lost more weight than me. She looks better than me. Oh, you know, she's progressing more than I am. And that might be the case for the short term because she's followed a plan that's unsustainable. She probably feels like shit. And I can tell you, she's going to be super jealous when you're out on a Friday night and you're there with a glass of white wine and she's there with a glass of water. So that's all well and good. But then what will start to happen is you'll get to the third or fourth week of January where they're nearing the end of their 30 day detox. And again, you might not still see crazy results after four weeks because you're not being a dickhead about it. Um, and your friend goes, I've had enough of this. I can't do it anymore. And she goes all the way back to what she was doing two months ago because she hasn't been taught anything about how to manage nutrition, um, how to you know, even train. Like, I don't even think these places talk about training or moving or anything to do with energy balance. Whereas yourself in three months from January, so you're heading on to March, then you might be like, oh, okay, I have made some progress. I have lost weight and you know how to maintain it. And I think that's the problem is you can very easily compare yourself to people in say January with what they're doing and think, oh, I'm behind or my diet's not working for me or um, you know, this plan isn't working for me. But patient is literally key and is something that we're all, we're all impatient in one way or another. But when you can manage your mindset and think, right, I'm in this for the long term. It's a journey, not a destination. Like I just need to show up every day. That's when people can then start not participating in the new year, new me. You know, if either of us turn up to the gym on January 1st, nobody's going to look and be like, oh, that's weird that they're here because we would do it every other week of the year. You know, and when you get to that point, I think that's when um, you then have more control. Completely agree. And, and again, I think something that I always say to people when I first start working with them is in response, because I always get questions about the fact that the way that I do things is a longer term process and people always get really caught up on the fact that previously they've done stuff and they lost whatever in three weeks or however long. And I'm always sat there like, well, I don't care this. You know, I, I can't, I'm not saying you won't do that with how I'm going to work with you. It could happen. But what I'm saying is that actually it's unlikely to be that fast and that much, but the way I view things is you could lose again, picking arbitrary figures, but if, if somebody's quite a big person, it wouldn't be unrealistic on an unsustainable diet to lose more than a stone in one month. Um, but what's the point in losing a stone in one month if you can't stick to it longer than six weeks and in two months time, you're back to square one when you could adopt a more sustainable approach and you could lose a stone and a half in three months. Well, at the end of a three month period, person A that lost a stone in month one has gone backwards and is now half a stone heavier than they started. And person two, who's been more sustainable about it is now a stone and a half lighter. And it's kind of like, well, what would you rather smaller more manageable progress over a longer period of time that adds up or you know to go and drop a fuckload of weight 
within 30 seconds of starting, but not have the hope and health chance of holding on to it. And, and I maintain I'm yet to meet a person and open to be corrected on this, but I don't think there's a single person out there that wants to lose body fat so they can go and get fat again. I've not had a single person say to me, I want to drop a load of body fat because I really enjoyed getting fat in the first place. And I would like to do it all over again. People want to lose body fat because they don't like how they look. They don't like how they feel. They don't like that they're at risk of health conditions further in life, that they're basically eating themselves into a grave. And you're not going to, you're not going to fix that trying to address it in just three weeks. It's just not going to happen. And I could sit here and I could be as nice as pie and I could be like, yeah, actually, yeah, fuck it. Let's, let's do keto. Let's plow all of our carbs. Let's, let's do a detox for 30 days where you, you only eat one meal a day and you just drink hot juice <laughs> and apple cider vinegar for, for like eight times a day. Let's do all this stuff. But I'd be fucking lying to you because it's bullshit. You're not going to stick to it. So yeah, it's for me, it's all about let's, let's actually address the underlying issues. If you want to get in shape in January, it's not about what you do in January that counts. It's what you're still doing when December the 31st rolls around. Um, and if the approach that you, you adopt on the 1st of January isn't something you can still be doing on the 31st of December, then it's, it's a bollocks approach and I wouldn't even bother wasting your fucking time. Um, that's, that's how I view it. Yeah, literally nailed it. I think, yeah, pretty much enough said on that. I think it's just a super simple, simple narrative. Just don't, yeah, don't go into next year committing to something that you know damn right that you you can't sustain you know if it involves you missing out on uh drinks on a friday and you and your friends always have drinks on a friday then you know it's not going to work so just just don't set yourself up to fail because too often that's that's what happens yeah it's you're completely right and and i you know when you say setting yourself up to fail what most people do is they set themselves up to fail by having misjudged um expectations of what they perceive progress to be people go into it wanting to drop x amount of body weight in in x amount of time and it's always a huge amount in a really short space of time or if you are smart enough not to monitor your weight so much and you're monitoring inches people want to drop a fuckload of inches in next to no time and it's kind of like do you know what i'd rather see somebody drop one inch a month on like their waist and if they were doing that every single month like that's fucking incredible but if people go oh, i've only dropped an inch well, if you do that every single month for a year, it's 12 inches. Or if you drop mm-hmm. it, you know, sometimes people go, oh, this week I've only dropped, I've only dropped an inch. But if you were to drop an inch every week for a year, that's 52 inches. You, you would physically, you wouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. That many inches, you would be dead. And it's like, people need to appreciate that what sounds like not a lot often is a lot if you look at it over the longer period of time and again it's the same when people are like oh i've only lost a pound this week go and grab a bag of sugar that's a pound like tell me that's not a lot of weight if you do that every week fuck you you'd be non-existent so um yeah manage your own expectations when you go into it don't expect to reinvent the wheel um and completely like revolutionize your life and be able to stick to it and most importantly whatever approach you take and i you know, I, I will happily recommend all of this stuff not to do, but everybody's different. But whatever approach you take, be honest with yourself. Can you see yourself sticking to it and enjoying it 12 months down the line? If when you think about the future and you think about the 1st of January 2022, if you can't see yourself still doing what you're about to start, don't fucking start it. Because 
if you can't see yourself sticking to it for longer than 12 months, it's going to be bullshit. You're going to hate it. You're going to quit within three weeks and you'll be no further on. Um, so better still reach out to one of us uh, and we will, we will get you to where you want to be. But I think in terms of today's podcast, uh, we've, we've gone in. I think, I think we're there. I think we're, I think we're probably good to wrap it up before, um, before we start getting too personal and start attacking people. <laughs> right Definitely. Um, so I'm, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. So unless you've got anything else to add or any final thoughts, I think we've nailed how to enjoy Christmas and what to do when January rolls around to not be a dickhead. Yeah, I think it's all good. And look forward to uh, the first week in January's episode where we can put more things to rights, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Um, and again, if you've got questions or if there's topics you want us to cover, then do reach out um, via Instagram and we will happily cover all the, all the topics that you want. I am at Poor Andrews Fitness. Summer, you are? I am at Summer Training on Instagram. Excellent. So, uh, so yeah, drop us a message. We will happily take on board your topics um, and cover your questions in the upcoming podcast. But thank you for listening. Have a very Merry Christmas. And remember, don't be a complete dickhead. Fuck uh, <laughs> everything up by saying, fuck it, it's Christmas well into January. Uh, but thanks for listening and we will see you very soon. Yes, see you in the new year.